0: the pragmatic doulas this is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other
1: interesting things birth may be a goddess but she doesn't want to be worshipped she wants to be respected she doesn't want incense she wants common sense
2: all right here we are here we are hello Hello. we are we are all here one
0: two three all of us three Three boxes don't count on that for next week though because i have i have big birth things on the horizon next week so i might not i may be here but i may not i mean who knows you know with birth you don't know you don't know
1: you just don't know (laughs) pardon me oh
0: so how (laughs) is everybody
1: I want, I'm good. And can I just start out before I forget to tell this story about my placenta story of last week? Yes, this is the best story. (laughs) (laughs) So I get a message from a fellow placenta encapsulation specialist that there's a placenta that needs doing that she can't do. Can I go down to uh, the hospital and pick it up? Sure. She puts me in touch with the doula that's there and we chat back and forth, and I've never met this doula before. Um, Like online, we've seen each other, but never actually met before. So I get down there, and of course, it's the middle of downtown Toronto. It is one of the busiest entrances, and there's only a couple entrances open to the hospital right now because of COVID and screening, right? Mm -hmm. So this Queen Street entrance is just wild. So I have to illegally park right on Queen Street, And I messaged her and said, I'm running to the front door and told her what I looked like. And then she wrote back and she says, I have a cap on that has uteruses all over it. I'm like, awesome. Easy to spot. (laughs) So I run to the Queen Street doors. And as I look in the doors, there is, um, well, there's so many people and everything, but I realized I don't have my mask with me. I forgot it in the car. And, but thankfully, very easy to spot someone wearing scrubs and a uterus cap but she's holding something that looks like a baby. It is wrapped in a white blanket and she's pacing back and forth too. And so I'm looking frantically in the door like this and she spots me and points to me. And all of a sudden she bolts for me too. She runs out the Queen Street doors. And as she does that, I see that the security guard takes note behind her and he's looking at me and and her and she's rushing towards me with this thing that's wrapped that looks like a baby. So she runs to me, recognizes me and passes it to me. And I was like, okay, got to go. Cause the cooler is in the car. And I r- turn around to run and I hear stop. And oh I turn back goodness. around and it's a tall dude. And I'm like, oh no, like, is this undercover security? And it uh, turns out it's just the dad who wants to pay me. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see her bolt. So he was a little behind the, the, the moment So I take the cash. So now I have what looks like a baby wrapped in a bundle, a handful of cash like this. The security guard's walking out towards the doors and I'm like, I got to go. And so I turn around and I start running from my car, which is illegally parked again on Queen Street. As I'm approaching my car running with this bundle and a handful of cash, I make eye contact with the traffic cop who's going along looking for illegal parkers. He makes eye contact with me. I kind of smirk at him, cut out into traffic to get to my car. And I'm like, I just got to get in the car. I just got to get this placenta in the cooler. This is craziness. Um, However, I get in the car and I put the blanket down on the side of, on the chair beside me so I can reach into the back to get the cooler. And I hear tap, tap, tap on my window. It's the police officer. (laughs) Ma'am, what do you have there? And (laughs) I'm like, I have a placenta and Which his face, really gest- just to know. <laughs> his face falls like confusion. You asked <laughs> <laughs> confusion reigns. And he goes, what's a, and I said, placenta. And I'm like, I'm going to encapsulate a placenta. I have to get it in the cooler. And I'm still sitting there with the cash in my hand though. <laughs> and, and, uh, he just looked really, really confused. I'm like, I'm going to make it into pills. I gave him like this brief rundown of what I'm going to do. I said, but I have to take this, put this in the cooler that I have here now. And I opened it up and showed him. You and he showed just him the placenta. Up. I showed him the placenta because I hadn't got it into the cooler yet. Yes. So it, just, what it looks like bar. though, is it's, I guess she had taken it down in a blanket because she didn't want anyone to see this plastic bag, which was two Ziplocs, right? There's a Ziploc inside with the placenta. And then there's a bag of a Ziploc bag of ice and the placenta bag is inside the bag of ice. Right. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately some of the blood had gotten into the ice section. And so now it just looks like bloody ice so and something gorgeous. in here. So I was showing him this placenta. He just, he ended up just standing up and as he stood up or to stand back, I just said, I have to go. And I put it in the cooler and I closed the cooler and I said, sorry for parking illegally. And I pulled up my window and I pulled away. An apology we'll have to do in <laughs> place of the ticket. Bye. Oh my Surreptitious God. placenta discovery. But what's funny is I can't tell you how many times way back in the day, because St. Mike's was like the last hospital to release placentas, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it actually took one of my families um, who actually brought them to the, although it is by policy, it's considered medical waste. Legally, it actually belongs to the family. So technically speaking, they actually need, when you sign off to bring your placenta home, you're signing off on going against policy. But um, legally speaking, it actually belongs to the parents. So if they wanted to keep it, they when you sign off on your paperwork, you don't realize you're actually le- signing off that they would graciously dispose of your placenta for you, but it actually belongs to the family legally. Oh. So, uh, and there was a couple of families that brought that up after placentas were accidentally lost at a couple of different hospitals. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that is my fun, wild placenta story in the middle of downtown Toronto and big fun. Yeah. Wow. Well, did
2: everybody hear thunder or is it just over here? No, in- I, I heard it just a few minutes ago. So we're getting
0: a storm today. And I Toronto. guess it's moving over, it's moving east again. Yeah. Yep. I guess I just heard it right now. Yeah. It's so coming I am this way. back from Miami where there were no thunderstorms and not a drop of rain for five days bright, brilliant sunshine, um, every single day, beautiful wedding. We went to the beach. I saw one pregnant woman frolicking in the waves. <laughs> um, it was it was a, a real, it was a good trip. Good really? trip. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Nobody there speaks English apparently. No, I shouldn't say that. You were in Little everybody Havana, of course there, they didn't. Everybody there speaks Spanish. And some people don't speak English. We were surprised at that. We were in Miami Beach, actually. Oh, okay. um, Not Miami proper. Uh, so I was pretty surprised at that. Uh, amazing, beautiful buildings and beautiful houses. It's, you know, it's fancy there. and freaking expensive. My God. Was it really? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I spent nine bucks for a smoothie. I did it more than once because the smoothie was really good. But... <laughs> $9 like, US $9 US so there'd be like $12 Canadian for like a medium sized smoothie it wasn't even like a huge smoothie and mangles grow there hello why is it <laughs> <laughs> but um uh yeah we had a good time it was good it was good awesome. build up your emotional cup
1: yeah I, yeah
0: yes yeah I'll say yes yeah hmm that was good. Everybody needs to go away for five days every six months. Oh, cool. <laughs> if I had it my way, if I, if I was calling the shots, everybody would have a week holiday to the place of their choice every six months. Yeah.
1: I was debating a last minute trip. So tomorrow's my wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. And we were supposed to, well, a couple of years ago, as y'all know, we were supposed to like go to Europe for a month. We were supposed to travel around different places we wanted to go. Um, needless to say, that did not happen. Um, sorry, what year is it? 2022. 2022, sorry, two years ago, we were supposed to do that yeah. for our 20th yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Um, I tell you, this lockdown has been a blur and that didn't happen. So Roger said to me just off the cuff the other day, why don't we go to Jamaica? Back where we had our honeymoon, just go for a few days. I mean, <laughs> however, because we left this to the last minute, like it was just a last minute because he's a spontaneous kind of fella. I have clients. And so I had to say no to it, which yeah. is very hard because I fucking love Jamaica. I mean, that, that's true.
0: You, when, it's, when it's January and you feel like a hotshot doula because you're booking into July, it's really hard to say no. And then life comes up. This trip to Miami at the end of May just it the stars just happened to align that way it was in between series like a class series and I did don't have any clients in May didn't have any clients in May nobody until you know mid-June we're all actually being induced next week by chance (laughs) so uh yeah sometimes it works out that way but sometimes you're
1: like oh no I have a client Mm. well that kind of speaks to our topic today planning into the summer right planning your summer planning the, the doula summer so why don't i do our land acknowledgement and then we can jump into all that fun okay while you do that i'm going to go close the windows because i have a feeling <laughs> what is that feeling R- rain going any minute to now. oh <laughs> i thought you a hot man was going to jump through it and you just can't have that right now all right We would like to begin by acknowledging that the land on which we gather, or which I live and raise my family, is traditional territory of the Anishinaabe Mississauga, adjacent to the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation, and the territory covered by the Williams Treaty. This place, Turtle Island, as well as Ajax, is and will continue to be home to the indigenous peoples. Let us move forward today with kindness, respect, growth, and fucking giving them back what they need let me just add that little piece in there giving them back what they deserve because i am really in a not happy place this week about how indigenous care has not has barely come up in this election stuff all oh of this i haven't heard stuff. it at all no, no not at all And there's so much work still to be done and none of the fucking parties are speaking to it. Sorry, I won't say none. Um, The NDP party has touched on it, Mm -hmm. but these are, this is key. This is people who, they are indigenous folks. We are Canadians, we all live together. We have to take care of everybody. And no one is lending their voice to this strongly. And it is so upsetting because we have so much good work we can do. We are missing an opportunity to make this the cornerstone of something important, of some growth, of some care, to show that we care. So this, this has been my crux this week while I'm looking at um, platforms for these different uh, parties and stuff. And it uh, it is ridiculous that no one has said that at the end of the day, this really is what we need to be focusing on right now. Yes, there's so many other things that affect the whole, like childcare and healthcare. Absolutely. These are the same things that come up every time we have a fucking election. But we really need to change the tune here and we need to ask the right questions. So that's my little political corner. Thank you very much for listening. That was the entire episode last week. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That... Was that me and you? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you and I, Suzanne. Um, was I, I was off to a birth. But what day did do, did we do that? Because I wasn't here last week. <laughs> no,
2: it was the week before. Because week sorry, before. yes, last week we had to put um, another episode, yeah, another episode on.
0: Right, 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 right. And tomorrow is election day here in Canada. Tomorrow, the day after this reporting in Ontario. In Ontario, sorry, June uh, June second. <clears throat> so I'm. I've done, I'm, I'm not doing any more looking into anybody's platforms. That's it. They've all, they've, they don't, they have one more day of campaigning, but I've already made up my mind. So I'm not, um, I don't need to look anymore unless somebody, breaking news. We've changed our whole, I, I doubt that's going to happen. So, yeah. I, I heard on the
2: TV today, not in Ontario. This was in Manitoba because I know this isn't the same Um. I'm pretty sure this isn't the same in Ontario, but in Manitoba, you have to have your baby named before you leave the hospital. You have to have baby's name before you leave the hospital. But that goes against traditional naming ceremonies for Indigenous children.
0: And and Um, actually many other cultures too.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there was a, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really I came in halfway through um, the interview on the TV, but they were, I think they got that changed, um, this particular woman, um, but was like, wow, that's crazy that you have to like have a name within 24 hours of having your baby. I even came with a list of names yeah. for my baby. Like I wasn't one hundred percent sure what she was going to be until,
0: until yeah, I got a, to a know lot her A lot of people who—it's not a cultural thing. You just simply don't have a name yet. No, no. Maybe you you have a look short the list, but you haven't. You want to see the baby's face first to see if they look like a Bertha. I mean, come on. <laughs> Do
1: <Does> they, <laughs> they look like Hortense? Do they look like a Hortense? These names need to make it come back. I want to see some Thelmas, man. Who names their baby Hortense?
0: I hope somebody, someone does. soon. your grandmother. Write <laughs> write us in if you know anybody named Hortense. Besides <laughs> my mom, you, now you know. Who was born in the French year. T- one person, she was born in 1943 in rural Jamaica. Yeah, what in the hell? This is an old, old, old French name. Old French name that isn't that isn't used at all anymore. And I mean, people probably named their little tiny dogs Hortense or something. (laughs) My mom's name is Hortense. She was this skinny little girl with massive amounts of hair with a name like that. I don't know. It still boggles me. Still really, really. My my grandmother, who had a a very fancy name herself, her name was Margaret. First name Margaret, middle name Larabelle. Larabell, margaret oh, larabelle yes everybody called her bell but that was her name margaret larabelle so of course she had to give fancy names to her her daughters daughters who were like um no nobody else has a name like Hortense. they're all like sybil lena ida those kind of regular names but my mom somehow something hit her <laughs> something hit her and Hortense just came out of her, so. Hortense is coming on June 29th, by the way, in case you're wondering. Nice. She's She's coming back to Canada. Her and her sister, Lena, will be back June 29th until end of September. Couldn't convince them to stay till uh, Thanksgiving.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Maybe once they're here, you can just lure them in.
0: Never. We do it all, we try every single time and it never works. And they're done they're done. She's full up. That's it. So fair enough. Yeah. Okay. There's the rain. Any rain over by you guys? Oh yeah. It's raining. It is. is I've got sprinkles.
2: Yeah. Coming down. So let's talk about when I first became a doula, one of the the things that was suggested to me was that, you know, get to know other doulas um, because more established doulas don't necessarily work in the summer, but people are still having babies in the summer. And this is where you can get your experience by getting, you know, referrals and whatnot from doulas who are not doing birth work in the summer. Yeah. Now, I always hoped that one day I would get to the pinnacle of being able to afford to take the summer off. I'm never. I'm 52 years old. I've been a doula for 16 years. I've never quite gotten there. Um, And I don't know if it's because I don't save any money. (laughs) leading up to the summer. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Once it's in, it's out. (laughs) Um, But have you guys ever done that? Like gotten to the point where you're, you know, you're able to just take, you know, weeks at a time off and
0: No, I mean, I I deliberately don't teach classes for like I skip that middle of summer series. Yes, but that's it. I still I still do births. I still I try to keep my July as empty as possible. But that doesn't include births. That includes. Like I might not take like a two week postpartum contract for instance, cause I don't yeah. wanna be locked up in somebody's condo every day for two that's weeks. Nice. But, so yeah, so really I only kind of skip, um, that's the only kind of summer break I have is I take a break from teaching, which used to make, make a bigger impact before when I was teaching more. So
1: that's it, but otherwise everything's still on. So all the way at the beginning of my doula experience, or maybe a couple of years in when all of a sudden it was like everyone suddenly knew what a doula was. And I lived here. So I lived, it was when I'm, I guess it was 99, 2000. Um, no, I'd say it was more like 2003. Things were crazy out here in Ajax. Everyone was popping out babies like a fucking Pez dispenser. <laughs> um, and I was in the mom groups around here. So everyone knew who I was and, and, it was like, all of a sudden, you know, like when you started and you went to Jesse's place, Suzanne, and was it Jesse's place? Jessie's when you started dueling? No. Where was the place that you started at? Oh, Ella. Ella's, Ella. That's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So all of a sudden I had all these clients, but I wanted to have my summers off. Uh, or at least I wanted to have from, um, I wanted to have a period of three weeks off where my kids were home. I wasn't sharing them with my ex-husband at the time. And, um, we generally speaking, wanted to go do something. We went away a lot back then with this particular group of friends. And so I did end up having to take on extra clients somewhere. Cause we had set bills, like I paid these bills, Roger paid these bills. And so I would, we would set it up so that I took extra clients here. So I had enough money to pay those bills. And that was essentially it. And, uh, so back then, where I was very conscientious and young and did not have brain fog, um, it, <laughs> was, it was relatively easy. Whereas right now it feels so much more like just take what's there, you know, it almost feels like a lot of momentous energy required to like plan out that, which really shouldn't because so much is, is automated now. Like so much, I could literally automate how much goes into one section to pay for these bills, pay for that. But back then I did it very conscientiously so that when my kids were little and they were off of school and we like to like go out a lot that I was very, very, very much wanted to be off and not having to get up at a particular time other than with like a fucking toddler. But, um, but yeah, not having that pressure of also wondering if I had to rush kids back from Heber down so that I had to drop them off and with my sister and go get into Toronto somehow. That was so stressful when they were little. Mm -hmm.
0: the Mm -hmm. runaround
1: was so stressful so yeah back then absolutely I planned it to a like a science and now I don't know if I just lost the motivation to do that but well the kids are older now
2: like I look at my kids now as being older and like my like my daughter has her friend is going to the Philippines for the summer so like her best friend who she would have spent probably a good majority of the summer with is now gone to the Philippines and a whole lot of friends. Doesn't like any of her other friends. Um, but so now it's like I was just talking to her today. It's like, okay, well, we need to, you know, when things calm down a bit at school, we need to sit down and like start planning some things that we can do, like a day here and a day there. And the fact that I'm virtual now allows me to do that because I can answer, you know, I can answer questions when I'm at the zoo. I can answer questions, you know, when I'm at the mall or whatever. Um. So that has really, for me, taken a lot of the stress off, but at the time, back in the day, it used to be that in order to take like a week off, you had to take weeks off from looking after clients because you had to have a couple weeks before and a couple weeks after just in case they run into one another and babies come early and babies come late. And, and all of that was extremely stressful. Yeah. Extremely stressful. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I think it hurt. I think it hurt my marriage again to like a certain extent because we couldn't do, um, you know, because I, I wanted to take on these clients and I wanted to boost up my business and I wanted to do these things that it didn't allow us to, you know, go to the cottage for a month or, you know, things like that. I'm, I'm sure which really pissed him off, but i mean now this is my job like this is what i do to keep a roof over my children's head now that he's gone so you know i'm glad i didn't
0: i'm glad i did what i did
2: and i'm not and i don't regret it
0: the only thing that i I specifically don't take clients is i don't take anybody due past december the 10th
2: yeah yeah like christmas is another
0: one i protect my christmas yeah um in that sense but i don't i i kind of sort of protect my summer but summer is like a long to me today's the first day of summer june 1st happy pride <laughs> that too this is the first day of that season and uh, to me and it lasts until the end of september so i i make my summers long i ignore yep, yep. the autumnal equinox yeah yeah yeah. i know <laughs> i know just i just need like 10 more days and then i'll observe you um so I, so I can't protect, I can't take that much time off, but I do kind of like a easy go in July because I, but at the same time, I'm, I've never been, well, I mean, I just did go to Miami and I'm going to say, I'm not the kind of person who goes away a lot, but that's probably not true. I've probably been away a lot more <laughs> since you guys have known me than, than you have, but that was all family stuff, like when I went to Nova Scotia in the fall and everything. But I'm not like a big vacation person. Let's go to the Dominican for a week at a resort or something. That's that's not something that I've ever really, really done, maybe once or twice. But I do like, and so when I say I like my Julys to be fairly easygoing, I like many, many days where I can just go to the beach in the morning because I want to. Like that's a big, big, big deal for me. I like to be able to just go to the beach and read for two hours um, because I don't have any clients or meetings or anything to go to. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to um, make dinner and go to a park with my grandkids to for the evening. That, those are my summer things that I really love. I like to go to Rib Fest or whatever, Stuff in the City, this festival, or that festival, all the things that have been closed down for the last two years. So I don't need blocks of time. I am going to go to my sister's trailer for Canada day, like that weekend. That's it. That's my, that's the highlight for that, like going away. Um, Maybe like my book club will go away for a weekend. Otherwise my summer is day to day. I want to be able to drink my tea in the backyard. And so the things that I do on a regular basis to enjoy summer are not impacted by my not necessarily impacted
1: by my client load so much right yeah so but you're saying you just don't necessarily like you don't seek out a longer postpartum client for, per se that would yeah. that would impact
0: because that's going to impact joys. my sitting on the beach reading a novel time yes yeah. which is why I'm poor <laughs> <laughs> because those are my priorities <laughs> so I will turn down money paying jobs because it interferes with my freedom to do whatever I like. Um, but I mean, that's just the way I am. So whatever. So I'm too late. I can't change now. Too old.
2: <laughs> well, and I guess that's it. You have to, you have to decide what your priorities are. I mean, when you've got little kids in the summertime and they're off and whatnot, I mean, you've got to prioritize, you know, spending time with them and, you know, and things like that. So in that case, it's a matter of when you have little kids. And again, I never did this, but um, you know, working as much as you can in you know in the non-summer months to have that money to spread over you know the summer months. Yeah. So there yeah. has to be there has to be not just physical planning of where clients are going to go and where, what you're going to do and, and how much time you need off. But there's also financial planning and figuring out in order to pay the bills, how much money am I going to need in these months to take this month off? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: It's, it's basically awesome.
1: like you take your, what you need in a 12 month period and put it into 10 months Yeah. and choose what those months are. And then it's not just what you need, like bill wise and stuff, then there's, if you're off with your kids, what do you want to do with them? I mean, there are the like our simple our pleasures where much like you were saying, Suze, was going to the beach is either going down to the beach or picking a hiking trail, you know, packing, mm-hmm. packing up a bunch of freezies and shit and heading out to Greenwood or Heber or going further, you know, um, or sometimes we'd drive over to Scarborough and go down to the Scarborough Bluffs, you know, they just change it up and do something a little different. It's amazing how kids, you could go to a different beach each day and they don't, for me, I'm just like, it's just another beach, another sand with water, but they loved the fact that it was unique and made them happy as camper. And it was other than gas. I mean, these days you have to plan for gas money too, but uh, it was reasonable back then. Now all those things are like, well, also just like the prices of everything that they hawk to you when you get close to a beach now, how much a slice of pizza is and stuff. That's another thing I used to just love we would literally go down to paradise park and order a pizza on Friday and have it delivered to the park. So after we were done playing every we would have it delivered. We'd all sit under a tree and, uh, eat pizza. Yeah. Sim- simple pleasures that, that made it worth it. But again, it was the not having to, it made all the planning worth it in not having to feel like I had to jump up for a client. And yeah. I used to actually even talk to my clients about this, say letting them know that that's kind of like my state of mind. So if you're doing like September and I'm a little slow to get back to you in July or August, it's because my focus was elsewhere. I wanted to uh, go slow and not rush. Rushing like just makes gives me such anxiety, you know? Yeah. Oh my god, I so yeah, much anxiety. I
0: can't, I can't, I can't cope with rushing, rushing. I just the stress yeah. of that phone
2: pinging or starting to ring was like sent my heart into you know turmoil. I yeah. was out with the kids and and things like that. The other thing that's important is having a good backup in case the clients do go early or go late or you know shit like that. If you don't have that's- a good backup in place. <laughs> that can cover you while you're in, you know, Niagara Falls or another country, um, you know, what are you going to do? How is that client's going to be disappointed? And I remember you telling me once, Stephanie, if if you just tell a client that you're not going to be available for like XYZ time period, they don't go into labor. If they no. know you're not going
1: to be there. They hold it in. They hold it in. Yeah. I I will, a lot of people avoid telling the clients because they worry about it creating a sense of stress, but I always promise communication with my clients. So I always will, if I'm heading to a birth and they're due within like a four, like two weeks on either side of wherever I'm heading, I'll just message and say, Hey guys, in case I'm slow to get back to you, I'm heading into a birth right now. So the next 24 hours, I might be slow to reply to your texts. Yeah. And it's just, just that little piece of information sliding into that mammalian brain that a piece of your, your team still quiet. is, yes. yeah, your backup is available. Here's their number, but I'm just going to be a little slow to get back to you if something comes up. Yeah. And you underestimate it, the power of um, open communication. Absolutely. And if you hide it from your clients, then you're just carrying around that stress that they don't know and they might go into labor and da, 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 mm-hmm. just text them, send yeah. a quick text. Yes, absolutely. And I always
2: I always told them beforehand, like, look, if I'm, yes, I do have a birth sort of around your time period, but if I'm at a birth, I'm gonna let you know ahead of time and um, I've got backup and all of this stuff. And then that gives them not if you, as you say, if you don't tell them, yes, you're carrying around that stress, but you're also lying to them. Like you're yeah. you're not being open with them and, and letting them know the full weight. So then suddenly they do go into labor and it's like, what, it's a backup? Yeah. Because you didn't prepare them ahead of time that this was going to be necessary. Yes. And don't we constantly talk about doctors not telling people the whole thing and we're being, and we're doing the same thing. No, you can't do that. You
0: can't. You can't do that. So, so I'll make a confession. I'll tell you what happened to me once when I did not listen to this rule. Learned my lesson. This was I don't know, maybe five years ago, and um, I was going to my sister's for sister's trailer I, for the weekend, Canada Day weekend again. So this is a summer more uh, uh, summer dueling lesson story. I decided to go to my sister's for the weekend, which is about an hour and a half drive from me. Not far. I mean, not super not far, crazy far, but no. close to Peterborough. Right. And I had my grandkids we're, oh, cars all packed up. We're going to have this great weekend, Canada Day weekend there with them. And uh, there were due on Canada Day so here's me ah what are the chances what are the chances? five percent go on their due date <laughs> what is right. the and it's a holiday yeah whatever halfway to the trailer they call me and say yeah we think things are starting see they hadn't they if they had called me earlier then i would have canceled the trip but they didn't they called me things were getting started. So, uh, and for some reason they were moving really steadily. So I was like, oh God, oh God. Okay. So I decided that was it for my weekend. I didn't tell them that I was on my way to the trailer. I didn't want them to feel anything. So I said, all right, so let me, uh, I'll check in with you in a couple of hours to see how you're doing. Cause my plan, so when I call my sister, I'm like, "God, I have to go to a birth, blah, blah, blah. So to drop, I finished driving to her house, to, to the trailer, left my grandkids there and called them back. And yes, for sure, within two hours, they were, they, things were still moving along. So I said, okay, well, then we made another plan to check in, in another two hours, which is about how long it was gonna take me to get home. So I got home, showered again, got my stuff ready. And just in time, they're ready to go to the hospital. All right. I'll meet you there. It was, it all worked like clockwork, but I was full of so much stress.
2: Yeah. And you emanate that stress. Like
0: your, your client can feel it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure they did. But then when I got, by the time I got down there, I had shaken it off. Yeah. My grandkids were good. They were okay. And I was just going to go back up Mm -hmm. after that was what we decided So I went to the birth. Uh I think I finished the birth finished. Maybe I left there like at 5 a.m. or something like that. And I came home. I was too sleepy to drive. Mm -hmm. So I took a little nap. And by nine o'clock, I was back up at the trailer. Like the next day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I missed a day, but it was fine. Then we had a great weekend and fine. But yeah, I did not, I could have saved myself all that stress. It all worked out fine, but I could have saved myself all that stress if I had just
1: used open communication. Yeah. And and then I mean, it's sorry, go ahead. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, it's it it's like human nature too. You also we immediately do not want to put that stress on the client. But then we take on all of it. And I think we've all done it. I've done it for sure. It just even when I know better, there's been a couple of times where I just said, I'll just leave them. Um, but then almost like at least partway through whatever birth I'm at, I'll just, it it gets the best of me and I feel it in my body. And like, I'm hot, I'm hot from the feeling like I'm balancing something. It's like, no, I got to take it off my plate. And I just, eventually I almost always message them because it might, like, I can feel the, my adrenals being sucked dry until they're little raisins. Like, it's just, (laughs) just, it is gone. And particularly in the summer, especially for things like that, um, Mm -hmm. when people ask me to be, often people cannot find a doula in the summer because doulas go away, you know, it is. Because they do take the time off. We do take the time off. A lot of doulas take the time off. And so they'll say to me, are you taking any time off in the summer? And I will often say, not so much time off, but I love to do day trips to Niagara on the Lake. I love to do day trips to Prince Edward County. I do day trips. And, and they're like, well, within my on-call time, yeah. So that's why we stay in touch. So if something's going on, you just holler at me, let me know, and I adjust as we go. Um, and I've had a couple of people saying, oh, don't you think it's not smart to go more than an hour out of the city? I'm like, well, no, because if we're in touch, the likelihood of you having a precipitous labor in the two hours it takes me to get back is, is relatively small. Um, and there's been times where I have not been the doula for that family either. So, when I'm planning out my summer and people ask these things, it's up ob- most of the time, it's people who are nervous. Yeah. Because we've seen, you know, on TV, your water breaks, you go into active labor, and your baby shoots Absolutely. out just as you get out of the car at the ER, right? When actually, it's usually you get some twinges, and we are so hyper aware of everything these days that. You know, you might just have some, your baby sitting on your colon and you block some gas and then you let it a big fart and it's not labor, you know, or you pee yourself. It's not your water. It's just your baby kicked you or adjusted and gave you a little squirt. So it is, I can try to alleviate those concerns, but I might just not be the right doula for somebody in the summer if they want someone who commits to staying one hour from their house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, what, and honestly, what,
0: so for instance, you know, that thing where you just said about, oh, you, so you, you text your clients to say, Hey, Hey, this is what's happening with me today. And I might not respond right away. So just be aware of that. How, cause I'm looking at my calendar and it's full of stuff, not non-doula stuff. What, where, where do you, so for instance, on the 18th, I'm, my sister's having a barbecue for her daughters who graduated this year. Family. So I'm that's going to be like, uh, uh, not maybe not all day, but like that'll take up a good chunk of that Saturday. Would you tell your clients about that? Um, or would it be just like out of town overnight stuff?
2: I personally would do like if I'm going to be more than an hour away.
0: So that's that's yes. I, I think
2: for me, that would be that that would be it. Like I'm going to the cottage this weekend. Um, but I'm only two hours away. And I, regardless, though, I always tell my clients, like, look, I wanna know right in the beginning, like when you first start feeling yeah. shit, like I, I wanna, I wanna know. hear when you have that twinge. Yeah, because it, it helps me get my ducks in a row so that I can be with you. So if you start telling me that you're having twinges, you know, at, you know, 3 a.m. On a, on a Saturday morning while I'm at the cottage, you know that means that I can go okay, so let's let's see how this plays out. And I'm only two hours away, like obviously, obviously, if I'm leaving the country, if I'm going to be like five hours a plane ride away, I mean, obviously, this is yes, they have to completely different, yeah. But I mean, let's be honest, in Canada we spend our weekends away, we go to Northern Ontario, we go to Southern Ontario, we do these things that are further afield. And just letting my client know that I'm gonna need to know sooner rather than later, okay? So the sooner you can tell me, the sooner I can keep my ducks in a row. And I mean, there were definitely times, you know, when we went to the cottage where, you know, Paul and I would take two cars like he would take wow. half the kids, yeah. and I would take the other kid. And that would mean that if I did need to go or leave at any time, then I could do right. that. And I wasn't going to leave anybody, you know, out in the lurch. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you, oh. when you've discussed that with a client, has there anybody who's ever given you pushback in that?
2: Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely been the odd person, but then clearly it's, as you say, clearly those aren't the clients that that I want to work with and that probably shouldn't be working with me. Like if probably. they don't, if they don't want that, if, yeah. if they're not willing to like we I've seen on, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but I'm having like a brain fog, but remember somebody thinking that um, somebody saying that if the doula didn't respond, like within minutes of a text or things like that, that, you know, they weren't good, and you needed to get rid of them and you needed to fire them and whatnot. And it's like, okay, Whatever. but seriously, like, yeah. we're not like when you hire us, we're not sitting here like this the waiting
0: life. for you to, waiting for you to send a text message or a phone call. No, yeah, we're like we lives. have, we have lives, we have children, yeah. we have, you know, other, other
2: family, work, other the clients, community. we yeah. have other clients. Like, if you want to look, if you want to pay me $3,000 a month to sit on my ass and wait for you to call. Okay. Go for, do it. That.
0: Mm-hmm. go for it. Well, then my other question is, so, okay. That makes sense. If you're going to be more than an hour away, then it's, it, it's um, open communication to tell them, but what about time? What if you have, I've had, I've, I have a client who's due this month. Who hired me? Like literally, when they peed on a stick. So they peed on the stick, and then they called me. Uh, I don't feel like I'm obligated to tell a client who's 15, 17 weeks pregnant. Oh no,
2: no. That I'm out of town.
0: So I what's wouldn't. time cut
2: off? So I would say for me, I would say like maybe 35 weeks.
1: Yeah. For me, it's 35, 36 weeks. Yeah. If they're due within like some sort of realm of possibility, right? Yeah. And again, before that, anything can happen, right? But, um, and my phone is on, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm usually on yeah. call for yeah, someone yeah. else. Yeah. So I'm around. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really just people who are due like, you know, late third trimester type thing mm-hmm. that I will let them know. And, you know, Suzanne, you mentioned going to your sister's. And I think of planting that seed uh, for summer events that you really want to be at. So if I'm, if I'm in one of those relationships with a client where they enjoy a little banter over text or WhatsApp or whatever, um, then often people just throw out what they're up to and I'll say, oh, that's great. I'm going out to an event today. And again, it kind of plants a seed. So it might not be specifically alerting them but it might just be chatter. There have been times, what was it, um, where it didn't work though. Oh, it was Xander's graduation. That was it. When Xander graduated, I had been chatting with a client and I let them know I was excited for Xander's graduation. And didn't they go into labor at 2am the day of Xander's graduation? Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck me. Um, and i got to give it up to um whitney at reed's florist and everything they actually got xander's boutonniere and his corsage for his date and they had it delivered to the house and like they went above and beyond all the things like i was supposed to go pick up and everything and they're crazy busy cuz it's prom season and shit and um and they did all of that for me cuz they i was their doula so they arranged for someone to get all those things ready, take it to the house, make sure Xander got it. And all these other people jumped up to be my community when I was away, mm-hmm. but uh, which was nice. I still had to miss the grad and I, or I had to miss the prom or whatever, and all the pictures with all of his friends and all that shit. But uh, it doesn't always work alerting your clients. No, but, but I mean, if there's something I want to go to. I will kind of just spread a, a broad scale thing to everybody post yeah 35 weeks saying hey I might be late I am responding I am either yeah heading out of town or I am going into uh you know something that I really want to do I'm heading into wonderland which means I'm going to have you know my phone in a waterproof case and in my purse and stuff like that so I might be later to reply to you Mm -hmm. I've in
2: 16 years 16 Um, I've only missed one event. Wow. That's it. Yeah. One event. Yeah. It was a wedding and it wasn't a wedding of people I really knew. And the birth was awful to be
0: quite honest. Oh, I missed it. I missed one event and it was also a wedding, but it was a, it was like a 25th anniversary renewal of the vows. But it was a big old wedding. (laughs) because Jamaican people just be extra. <laughs> <laughs> it was a full on wedding. Um, and uh, just as we sat down for the reception, I was like, okay, I gotta go. And it was a beautiful home birth. So that was the only time I, I, I saw, so I was there for the ceremony, but I missed the last. Uh, so I showed up at the birth, like all dressed up. Oh, right. I had yeah. my birth bag in the car. And so I just changed, um, never missed Christmas, never missed a birthday. Never missed a graduation or anything like that. That was the only thing. And then that one day at the trailer, that's it.
2: Yeah. So I mean, so I always I live, I live by the belief that if you are meant to be there, you will yeah. be there. You will be wherever you are supposed to be. And if that's at this birth or if that's at that, you know, wedding or whatever, that's where you're
1: supposed to be. So I was it. at a wedding. And it was at the Royal York. And man, I had tits up, heels on, makeup on, hair did. I looked the bomb. I wore a three-quarter length red satin dress. I looked like the shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not like shit, the shit. Yep, the shit. I was banging. And of course, we get there, we sit down. <laughs> um Everyone's coming in. The wedding party's coming in, and my client messages me that her water broke four hours ago. Labor came on hard and fast, and her midwives are at her house now. See? Four, four hours? What the actual fuck, <laughs> bitch? What are you doing? Didn't I tell I didn't you? Message you? me four hours ago. She's like, my mom's water broke, and she didn't go into labor for a couple of days, so I, I wasn't too worried about it. I was like, so okay. Who the hell told you that you had your mom's uterus? <laughs> um, I have to say, though, it's a healthy res- res- like alternative to a lot of the other stuff we see when water breaks. It's like, is the baby going to shoot out now? No. no um, however, she did go into hard and fast labor. She did call her midwives first because she was worried that she was just freaking out. Um, and so she called me. So thankfully, she didn't live too far from the Royal York. So I always have like a bag because you know she was doing stuff. I have a change of clothes bag in my car. And um, so Roger was like, okay, I'll drop you off. I'll take you up. Great. So I grabbed my bag and he drops me off, but I am still in full regalia, gown regalia. I walk into this house with two of the oldest, crunchiest midwives in Toronto from Riverdale. Like, <laughs> you know, the place smells like patchouli. It is. <laughs> and I'm looking like this. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get changed. What I didn't realize was, um, so I brought a change of clothes. I did not bring a change of shoes. Um, All I had was my lovely red bottom black stilettos that I was rocking and my comfy, stretchy pants and a sweatshirt and a T-shirt <laughs> and my clean underwear and bra. That's a fashion um, statement. Sounds like Carrie Bradshaw. Sounds like a Carrie Bradshaw outfit. It, very much so. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, just before I was getting ready to leave, her mom showed up to the house and um, to look after her dog. And I saw her mom walk in with flip flops on, and I was like, "Oh, I'm taking your flip flops." She's like, "Pardon me." I'm like, "I, I, I need to take your flip flops. I'm so sorry." <laughs> so I wore oh, well, crunchy. You could have just been barefoot. Oh yeah. Well, we were heading to the hospital though. I didn't walk mm. through no. Oh, it wasn't well, a no, no. We not in hospital. The hospital. No bare feet in the
0: hospital. You. Um. No bare. No. Um. That ain't
1: happening. But uh, so yeah, I stole her mom's flip flops, and ended up going to the birth. That was not well planned either. And yeah, she. That was that was wild. Like summer summer month births births are can be absolutely wild because again during the winter I don't plan many things. This doesn't no. generally speaking come up, but in the summer I'm usually doing something with someone, be it just a walk at the beach or, or yeah, again, just like going out for ice cream or something. There's something else almost always going on when someone goes into labor. Mm-hmm. So pl- that is how I plan it. I don't, I still take clients in the summer now, um, which I think I need to review with my husband because I think he would rather that I don't, but he doesn't want <laughs> to be unsupportive. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's not saying it out loud, maybe I need to bring it. I
0: had a husband who said, babe, can you not work in the summer? It's good. You will not know how fast I am tearing (laughs) that calendar off the wall. I am not even going to give it a second thought. I'd be like, hey, you don't have to ask twice, sweetie. I'm here for you all July and August. Don't worry. Meet you by the (laughs)
2: pool. (laughs) <laughs> well, then maybe that, maybe that was the thing that I needed. Somebody saying to me, you know, look, you know honey, I just we yeah. don't need that money. It's okay. You take that time off. You deserve it. What?
0: Because, because you especially when you have a house full of kids. I remember my ex-husband's auntie, who was a firecracker of a woman. Let me tell you, this woman was something else she raised her eight grandchildren while her daughter worked and traveled and worked and traveled. So they all lived at her house and she was a nurse at St. Mike's. She worked at St. Mike's for 45 years. But every summer, every single summer, she saved up all her whatever days. And she took, as soon as the last day of school was out, she put her her bathing suit on (laughs) and they had a backyard pool and that was it. It was summer mode. And she did not go back to work until two days after Labor Day. Wow. She saw those kids off to school and then she went back to, then she would rotate, like do her shifts like during the day when she, uh, and she did that wh- till all of those kids till they finished high school. She was home every summer, every wow. summer till the last one of eight finished high school. Wow. Auntie Thelma. So we knew that if we went over there, that was the house. <laughs> <We're> talking. <laughs> There's the hose, have a drink. The freezer's full of freezies and popsicles. There's always somebody at the pool watching so that nobody drowns. And the barbecue's always ready to go. Hot dogs, just plain old hot dogs. You want a hot dog? It's on there all day, every day. The house was a disaster. But But that's what she did. She just said, uh, the kids are home all summer. Well, what are they gonna do? What are you gonna do with a house full of kids all summer? What are they going to do by, by themselves? They need that. You can't always have the older ones looking after the younger ones. So no, she was there <clears throat> to just coordinate them. The older ones maybe would go to friends houses or whatever. But I, I loved that. I always loved God rest her soul. Auntie Thelma. She was something else. That's awesome. Yeah. So if, if I had the the capacity, financial capacity to say, I mean, I don't have little kids anymore, but I could, I would cram my summer with all the fun summer things that I love to do if I didn't have to go work and if I if I could afford it what I wouldn't even think twice (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I'm not I'm not so married to my work I'm married to me I am married to me and my work sustains me but if I can be sustained without doing all the work then I'm diving through that window. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you better give Roger a second thought. I think maybe I should do that. 100%. Then I keep telling you that you, that you need to start taking, what is it? You're just like, learn from my mistakes, woman. I
2: don't don't know.
0: What? Dive through that window of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Don't make me happy to know that you're spending all week going on
1: hikes and shit <laughs> you know? heading to the beach getting you to go right. for a walk with me for the
0: third time this week <laughs>
2: I'll, be I'm out indulgent. My, I'll be out my new backyard That's yeah you will right.
0: oh are you out there all drinking lemonade while you're working on your computer oh yeah. the very thought already sleeps 40 sleeps before it gets all put together. That's amazing. That is summer. I should show you my little garden. It is full of weeds. So It has some hostas, some big hostas in there, but also some, you know, the big giant plants with the giant, the leaves are like this big. You know that? I don't know what what that's called. So I've got those beside the hostas. They kind of look like hostas. If you don't look to squint, if you squint, they look like hostas. (laughs) So, yes, that's my thing, too. I like to be outside in my backyard a lot in the summertime when it's not it's not stinking hot. So. Yeah, like I, I really want to travel. I
2: would love to go places. But COVID is my COVID anxiety is preventing me from getting on a plane. And that's that's just the reality. Oh,
0: fly are Canada, girl. You
2: I, have to I wear a mask. I can't yet i'm not there yet
0: oh no problem but Um, i'll tell you that when i was in florida that quite a lot of people were wearing masks i thought that we were going to be like man where are you from canada right no a lot of people were wearing masks like restaurants people were wearing masks um definitely in the airport lots of people were it was still very masky
2: the um i have my
0: were wearing masks
2: I have made a grandiose decision for my own Ooh. mental health to go to the Kappa conference at the end of September.
1: Yeah. And,
0: Good for you.
2: And and literally I'm going to go do a couple things and stay in my room, but I will be there nobody will need me. Yes. Yeah. Nobody will need me. Yeah. So what a freeing feeling. I cannot tell you how excited I am about not being
1: needed. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that um, ability CBT program. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, The self-led CBT program where you talk to a counselor after you do your modules and stuff. And that is one of the biggest things that came up in some of the work that they have you do is for, since lockdown, I have never felt like no one was in need of my energy. There was no space to not be needed because it, so the lockdown created um, monstrous anxiety for one of my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually for two of my kids, but one of them lives downtown and, I was able, like, I can go downtown and come back here. But one of the kids that actually lives with me um, is so impacted by it that when she tried going back to college, just getting her to the school, we would get to the school and she'd be getting ready to go in inside. And she'd start sweating and dry heaving a little bit. And this is how her COVID lockdown anxiety has showed up. When she's at home, it's almost non-existent. Because like this is her space, everything's fine. She'll happily go out, walk dogs. Outside is absolutely fine. But as soon as she's going into a closed space where there's people she doesn't know and stuff, it has 100% ramped and amped her up. Mm -hmm. So at all times, I feel like I'm like an emotional support dog, basically. It's like, I'm, I'm gonna take her to the door type thing. And I can't go with her. And not that that would make a difference. It's the actual going into the space and the visuals of all the, you know, everything they've been pounding in the media about, especially right at the gate, right at the beginning, the stay home, like basically making you feel like everyone out there could be sick and they're going to make you sick. Um, And that it's, she's not even worried so much about getting sick. It's that it's just the fear sense that came up. And so getting that close to people, she doesn't know it creates this, what she knows to be an irrational fear, but well, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's not right.
2: Yeah. But it doesn't make
1: it go away. It it's doesn't still there. Yeah. And um, so she's in therapy too, to try and work through this, but this is what COVID has created. This is what this lockdown has created for as much as we understood why and everything, Yeah. Like my kids are having why it does this is the result. Yeah. My husband was asking about, you know, when the kids fly the coop and stuff. I'm like, we're gonna have a delayed flying of the coop because the kids, like even Megan says she goes, I feel like I'm still like 13, 14. Like I feel like I did not have those years and I don't feel ready for certain things. And she's like Megan is autistic. Like she, you know, she understands for herself too that socialization is an active part of things that she does in order to be able to exist in society and it's a constant daily practice that she has missed Mm -hmm. um so she's worried she's also worried about going to university in a couple years and she feels like she needs to really work on literal skills for being able to absorb information in person and exchange information in person so uh it's really been wild it's been a wild wild thing that impacts how people plan things Mm -hmm. yeah
2: I figure for me I've got several months.
1: Yeah, you do. <laughs> to work my
2: way up to it. Work your
1: it. way out. Yeah, work your way
2: up. To, it. <laughs> to, to, to to be at peace with it. I mm-hmm. thought I I've got to uh, for the most part and it's not the conference itself is r- drastically different <clears throat> from the way it's been in the past and I'm actually not super happy with it um, the way it's going to be, because it's going to be like, instead of like speakers, like there'll be a speaker in the morning, but in the afternoon, it's going to be like a labor doula workshop. It's like, okay, but I'm not a labor doula. I don't do in-person support anymore. I only do virtual support. I might do the postpartum one and I'm probably going to do the childbirth educator one, but it's like, I don't at Having done this for 16 years, I don't know if you're going to be teaching me anything I don't already know.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. You I, know, was I just, like I was going and
2: listening to speakers. I want yeah. to listen to speakers to, to give me it's information about what's happening now. And yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's in Niagara Falls, right?
2: New York. Yeah. It's not the good side. Sorry, American listeners. Um, our side of the falls New is Niagara Falls, better. New York is. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Um, but yeah, I might I might consider going. There's a there's
2: a spa we should go. We should school. make a pragmatic duelist trip of it. There you go. Well, there's a spa. So what's the date? Help? Sorry? What's the date? Um wait, let's uh document. While I while I flip open my calendar here. I'm gonna go. Oh, it starts uh Friday, September 30th. Oh, amazing. So I would be- I'll look into it. Oh, I have a class on that Thursday night. Oof, I'll have to leave really early in the morning on Friday to get there. Unless I move that class. I'll just move that class to Wednesday. I've been doing that so much. <laughs> Shuffling around your classes to make- Yes, because yeah. June, oh my God, June is ridiculous. I've got grads, I've got proms, I've got- three graduations, even though one of them graduated months ago and the other one graduated years ago, um, uh-huh. and, and proms and recitals and stuff. So I've just been sending out messages. Okay. This date isn't going to happen, but here are your options. Pick one. So.
0: Yes. June is for me. I have a funeral, another funeral. Yeah. Sadly, an, a young person. Um, a big grad barbecue, mm-hmm. two births, one AGM, Okama AGM, prenatal classes. Um, I have other clients, so I'll probably be doing like prenatal meetings with my clients that are due in August. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I got. So I'm gonna fit in my beach days, though. Don't you worry. I got one, two, three, four, five classes,
2: five series of classes. Oh God. One graduation, one recital, prom, another graduation and another graduation. And I was going to do another sort of thing, but I'm canceling that because I need the time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not enjoying June. And it only just started. Yep. 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 It's a lot. I'm going to be stressed. If
1: you're doing your beach day and you're doing a beach walk first, it'll let a hoe know. Okay. (laughs) I will let that hoe know. As long
0: as that hoe slows down. because That hoe walks too fast for me. (laughs) And you know what I'm talking about. So it's you, uh, you the hoe. Um, I also was looking at my Instagram where I put something about doing something in June and I've already got somebody saying, I'm going to hold you to one of those beach days. <laughs> so I've got two appointments for friend beach days already. That's, that's what go. I'm talking about. That's the kind of summer I like. This there is the go. summer of health for me. So going to the beach is part of my mental health. Well,
2: I'm, having... I'm going to start my mental health in July. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Can I go um, to hell this month?
2: Um, i'm not a water person uh, but i am a beach person
0: probably the 22nd
2: because apparently it's going to take 11 days to do my backyard
0: the 22nd of june of oh, the 22nd of july is going to be one year it should be done by them oh my god that's amazing yeah
2: yeah so the snow we're, better hold up until like
0: december <laughs> like we're gonna record in your backyard in our last recording. We cannot record outside. There's too much ambient noise. I've told you guys this a thousand times. Birds
1: and wind and crap. But what we can do is we can all sit in Kim's backyard with books and cold beverages and just enjoy each other's time. You are more than welcome to come over, see
0: it, hang out, and then leave. And not (laughs) that wouldn't it be great to have somebody where you go on silent walks with? you don't there's no there's no pressure to make conversation yes we're just gonna walk slowly along this lo- beautiful trail for an hour or whatever and that's all
2: somebody said there's like this new thing about silent salons where the hairdresser doesn't talk to you and they're like oh, my, oh god. my god and i'm like uh sign me the find me up. up where the hell is that do yeah. not talk to me I don't want to make polite conversation with you. Just do my fucking nails, cut my hair and let's be done with it. Yeah. It's always small talk. I don't want,
0: I uh, I hate people. Or what if, what if I also was thinking too, what if you, what if there was a service? You could actually have somebody, hire somebody to go on a walk with you just to listen to your shit. They're not required to talk back to you, give you advice, offer suggestions. Nothing their job is to say, oh mm-hmm, oh I need that. Yes. I need that. Yeah, and they can just and we'll just walk for an hour and you just talk and talk and talk. And that person just just reacts soundlessly. Oh, look that.
1: hmm And you just keep, and that is the end.
2: Yep.
0: I it it. wouldn't
1: hurt if he was like you know hot buff you know some Idris Elba. Time. No, I don't even want that. I don't even care. No, I don't, I don't even that. care. But the totally woman, not... you I are in want... some
0: other dimension, Stephanie, <laughs> yeah. because that is not who I imagined. Somebody totally not that. <laughs> I actually envisioned a woman. I don't. Me too. <laughs> Older, lots of yeah. gray hair, maybe some like sort of long flowing kind of things. Who walked like this? with her arms crossed and sort of leaned forward because she was listening really carefully to what I was saying, but she's not saying anything back. No, she's just nodding in agreement. Yeah, she's not challenging me to think of, oh, but did you not say, she's not challenging me to dig deeper. Or changing the subject to make it about her. That's none of that is happening because she's not saying anything.
2: Yeah, (laughs) just, just nod and smile. That's all I'm looking for, nod and smile some handsome sexy guy's just gonna distract me yeah i don't need that and like i'm good, like i'm gonna openly share all the bullshit that's in my head to somebody like yeah. that
0: yeah i'm gonna tell them about my my uh body anxiety to <laughs> oh that's not gonna work no so no. i do have to
1: say when i you had my first kid other kind of things in, in the wilderness you when i had my first kid and i went into triage at the hospital a dude was in triage a resident who was so good looking i didn't let him do my check-in i'm like (laughs) you need to get somebody else because i could not stop staring at this beautiful beautiful man i need somebody old and ugly you need to leave (laughs) and i eventually did get old and ugly unfortunately i got old ugly and egotistical but um i know that's a given right yeah i should have taken the young buck
2: no, oh. I don't want some good-looking man putting his hand in my vagina to check my cervix. Fuck off! I think that's why I've always gone with female doctors. I don't, I don't want men near me.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind a man near me, but my idea of the not as a doctor. The listening walk is a, is a different thing. Yep. Yeah.
2: All right. All I right, think we've friends. Done it.
0: I've done it because I am starving.
2: I had me. a slice of bread today for breakfast
0: oh my God. that my son
2: made and I'm I cut it this fucking you. thick. Yes. Yes. And I toasted it and I slathered it with butter and I put strawberry jam on it and I shoved I it
0: in my face. It. I can literally smell it. Oh my God. You I said was so. it was a little bit ye- yeasty. Oh my God. That's
2: yeah, Perfect. Yeah, no, it, ta- it tastes even better today than it did yesterday.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. You know, when I was pregnant with baby number three, that's all I wanted that. to eat was fresh baked bread and butter and ice water. And then choose the ice afterwards. Exactly. It. Yeah. So and I it, lost 20 pounds in that pregnancy just from eating bread and ice water. Cause that's all I, I wanted to eat. That happened good. with the, all my last two pregnancies, but. But that was the first time it happened. I craved fresh bread and butter so desperately. It was weird. Not just bread, but I know no. it had to be fresh bread. Bread from the bakery, yeah. warm and with lots of butter. I know. And a glass of ice water, please. Prisoner's diet. I
2: said I said to my kids, I'm like, oh my God, like what if shit, what if he's really good at this? <laughs> that, what if this is his thing what if what if what if bread is his thing i'm gonna be so fat <laughs> crazy
0: mm. all right some bread i might have I, to more just now picture of us while we're talking um, I, just a quick funny story my clients had a big hoot about that picture there mm. they're like whoa what's going on? And and I said, this is the office of a doula. So you will see pictures of stuff like this. If you're interested in this, hit me up. (laughs) I'll find you a doula who will do that for you. So hilarious. great class, great class.
2: All right, let's do this. Have a great one, everybody. We will see you next week. We don't know if Susan will be here. We hopefully won't have to do an encore presentation again, but you know what?
0: But you, you know, know what? No. If we do,
2: you love it. You lo-
0: You yep. yearn for those past episodes. And if there
2: are any ones that you really enjoyed, let us know so I can actually post them instead of yeah. rummaging through 177 episodes, going, oh, you know, yeah. I was gonna the one I was gonna put on. I thought yeah. I'd do like two years or whatever, like the same date years earlier like in our, in our first year that, yeah 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 unfortunately it was the tunisian and debbie one that we'd already oh. encored like oh. not that long ago i was like oh shit because the date really worked out damn
0: it mm-hmm. so i'm, I'm gonna, gonna go spend the next sure. hour trying to uh get the craving for bread out of my Sorry. soul now <laughs> Sorry. Oh, i'm gonna go eat something really good and that'll that'll probably fix it but there you go. I feel for you. All right, buddy. Have a
2: good one, everybody. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.